The current spoiler warning level is, Emerald. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Emerald. We're talking about a machine and its variants from Mobile Suit Gundam 0083 Stardust Memories. Uh, we're also going to talk about a, a little bit of cleanup with a machine from SD Gundam G Generations. And then finally, we have a, a small spoiler at the end where we talk about a machine from the first season of Build Fighters. However, it is a minor suit from a minor character um, and shouldn't be too spoilery. But there will be a warning then if you want to tap out. Please enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to another episode of Mechanista in G. Gundam. <laughs> I'm six down no, from no, Scanline Media. No, 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 wait, no, don't say that. No G Gundam. Hi, I'm Dylan. No G Gundam. I didn't say G Gundam, I just said Gundam. You said Mechanista in G, and then there was a delay, and then you said Gundam, but my brain parsed that as G Gundam, and look, I. Mechanista and G. Gundam. God damn it. Wait, no, 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 no. That's not right either. Uh, I guess we were just rolling the normal dice. Yeah, I think so. It's we're a normal just, week. It's weird. It's weird to have normal weeks. I don't I don't know how I feel about this. You know what's the other weird thing is? We can actually finally roll correct sentry. If we get correct sentry, we'll actually talk about it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Another thing. Yay. Um, so let's see. And I uh, guess I, next week we can add G Savior to the list. I guess we can. That's true. Is that I, that, that? I mean, that's very late. You see, isn't it? I guess it would be very late. You see, but we haven't put it on the list. Anything oh, you know, it? I was gonna roll a D eight because I was like, oh, we got seven areas we can talk about, and I'll just re-roll if it's eight. But late, you see, is is off off because there's nothing GGP friendly left. So actually, I get to roll a D six. That's that's easier. Oh, the most boring ball die. That's my fucking name, asshole. I, uh, two. I, I, I'm not judging your name. I'm just saying a D6 is like... Look, a D6 is a very vanilla dice. Anyway, what, uh, just... you got a two? Listen, I, I sometimes I pick fights for no reason. Um, okay, we're doing the second half of our early UC list, which is shrinking rapidly. Now, at this point, we're rolling a D8 for our second half. Damn. Because uh, we keep doing stuff, and our our real resource of uh, of early UC designs is uh, Dylan, who never works on this list anymore. No, so I'm rolling I it okay. I, I will update it. The thing is, whenever I update it, to be fair, I add like a billion designs, and then I just go, okay, cool. It's 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 like how I look. It, it, it's it, it's like when you do homework by waiting till the very last hour. I pull out a ton of work for that last hour. Okay, it's fine. The last hour was uh, several months ago, Dylan. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, this one's this one's really easy. If you if like I would get this. If you don't, okay. I don't know what's going on. What is it? <clears throat> RX seventy eight GP 4 G. I wonder what I wonder what the G <laughs> what GP four could be. I wonder if that is uh, the Gabrera. Uh, yes, which yes, is yes, cool yes. because that means we could also talk about the Gamera Tetra, which is the machine people will probably know. But um, yeah, a real a real fan favorite, the the Tetra there. 
Mm -hmm. It's a it's a good suit, it turns out. Um, all of these by the master of crimes, Mika Akitaka, who who makes designs I love, but has forever put himself into the MS girl minds for the rest of eternity, and will never design a robot again, and it makes me sad. <sighs> but, anyway, the RX-78 GPO-4G Gundam Gerbera. This is the fourth unit in the Gundam development project. Well, no, fifth unit, fuck! I said GPO-4, but I forgot there's the GP-00 Blossom, which we have talked about. Um, yes, yes. Right, forgot about that. Okay. Um, anyway, so this is actually the fifth unit. Um, and this is supposed to be the general purpose slash assault type. Like, it's basically just it's fast and it has good weapons, and that's the idea. Um, mm -hmm. Which is a good idea. Yeah. Um, so, looking at this design, uh, so starting with the head, uh, you've got a classic Gundam style head, but it's got a couple of really neat features that are like unique to it. Um, and actually, because it is the most common depiction, while the art on there is uh, the Takigawa one, like for the standard front art on the wiki, I'd recommend if you go to the gallery on the wiki, there's the illustration by Mika Akitaka there, uh, like the second one. It's the more modern mm -hmm. one. And I think that's a pretty good one, and that's like what the models are based on and such, so that's the one I'll use mm -hmm. for like the color reference. So, uh, the head though. Pretty standard Gundam head, other than the fact that on the... So, the forehead jewel is, instead of being, like, red, is just blue. And then, you have vents, instead of, like, where, like, Vulcans would be expected to be, you have these little vents, and you also have cheek vents, like a lot of people. <sighs> and what you get are, what? My brain just, I was like, oh, weird, it looks a lot like the GO4, like the Unit 4. Oh, because they're both 4, God damn it. Um... And, uh, yeah, and this Gundam has a lot of blue, though. Uh, so in front of both the vents that are, like, on the top of the head and also on the cheeks, you have these, like, blue little panels there, which I really like, actually, just because they break up the colors really neat. Like, because usually Gundam heads are Gundam heads, you know? Mm -hmm, so anything mm -hmm. to make a Gundam head exciting is always nice. Also, it does have a head antenna, which I really like. Like, besides the V-Fin, it actually has, like, a rear antenna. And I just I just enjoy that. Um, moving on to the body. The body is very standard Gundam of this era. It's got, like, you know, the little color vents, kind of like a lot of the, um, Izubuchi designs would have in, uh, 0080 War in the Pocket. Um, mm -hmm. and then you also have, like, a pretty standard set of chest vents. The chest vents on the inside are yellow, and it's not having, like, a yellow outside, like, because, you know, like, sometimes the ARC-78 gets drawn with different kinds of chest vents. Sometimes it's drawn with this style, but usually the outside is also yellow. On this, the outside is white. Um, and then the, you have yellow vents inset on it, which is kind of cool. Um, and then a big red cockpit hatch. Uh, nothing too exciting with the body, though. It's it's a Gundam body. You, if you've been following the show along, and even if you haven't, you've seen this body on many mobile suits and many Gundams and many gyms. Um, mm-hmm. Where this gets exciting, however, shoulders. This thing has fucking cool shoulders. So the shoulders are just these big thrusters. You've got, like, out outward-facing thrusters on the inside of the shoulder, like, facing towards the head. You have these cool big bolts. Um, on the front and back of the shoulders, you have these little, like, like these just these little verniers that have uh, red coloring on the inside. Um, just these cool big shoulders. Oh, and then also uh, 
So this is like one reason I picked the Mikaki Taka one to look at. Um, even though you can't see it too well in this art. Um, so on the Takigawa art on the front of the wiki, he just gives it armor there. Uh, that's like below the thruster, outward thruster. On mm-hmm. the Mikaki Taka one, and you can actually see this on his older illustration of it as well. Uh, which is in the gallery to the right of that. Uh, it has like these three thrusters that are just sticking out. Now on the original illustration, it's kind of interesting. They don't look like thrusters, but on the Re-100 uh, Re kit, they are hollow, so they just look like a set of three thrusters. Kind of like how like the Sazabi or a couple later suits will do, like, you know, uh, at, like hanging under the shoulder. Um, mm-hmm. These things rule. I am There's also some good art. There's a panel from... Uh... 0083 Rebellion that I think highlights it pretty well. Yeah. Down below. I'm glad 0083 Rebellion put it in there. That, that wild-ass manga. I don't know whether it's good or not, but every time I see stuff from it, my brain's just like, this, this is kind of cool as the thing. Vacation! <laughs> he, look, he's here for vacation. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, the GPO4, though, so really cool shoulders. Uh, the arms are also not bad, really. They're, like, you know, they're... They're, they're like... The bicep is not super detailed or anything. You do have, like, a little bulb of armor on the back of the arm, but... Uh, if you go to the forearm, you do get some nice details. You have, like, little, like, small vernier, like, correcting verniers on the sides of the arms. And, like, the way the cuff has a separation is really neat. Um, they're not amazingly complex, though. You know, that's it's... They're, they're good, though. They're serviceable. And, like, and they have that 0083 look of having detail, which, you know, helps a lot with breaking up the detail. Mm-hmm. Or breaking up the, uh, like, monotony of the arm. Uh, for the waist. You got a waist section that is also kind of neat. So, on the front crotch plate area, um, instead of having, like, a Federation inset V, it actually has a camera. Um, which I think is neat, just because I always, I, I like, like, you know, when they start putting cameras everywhere, because panoramic cameras, and this thing actually has a lot of them. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so you have a camera on the crotch piece, um, with, like, a blue strip underneath it, which kind of standard Federation, well, usually it's red, but, you know, it's, like, the same shape. Mm-hmm. Um, got a little bolt going through the middle, and then you've got, like, these little, like, th- these weird, like, bumps on the bottom, on the very bottom, there's, like, just four of them there. I don't, they're just there, just extra detail. <laughs> um, just bumps. Yep. Uh, the front skirts, uh, you've got two movable front skirts, um, nothing too special with them. Uh, the side skirts are really cool. The side skirts are kind of like a... They, they are clearly thrusters. They have, like, a miniature version of, like, how the GPO-3s kind of big side skirt thrusters are. Um, they're just neat. And they're pointy, which is a nice shape for them to have. Mm-hmm. Um, then for the rear skirt, I believe... Let me see. Uh, looking at the art. could look at my model behind me, but that would involve running kind of far. Uh, okay, it does have two separate skirts on the rear. It's just, they're nothing exciting, though. Nothing exciting on them. They're just two rear skirts, flat plates of armor. Little bits Mm -hmm. of detail, but, you know, no thrusters or anything special. Uh, for the legs, uh, the legs are good. The thighs are, you know, normal, nothing special. You do have a dividing line to break them up down the middle. Uh, but the calf area and the knees are really cool. So this thing is really funny, right? Because here's the thing. Out of, out of universe, the, the Gerbera Tetra was the design that existed before the GPO-4, but it kind of always had the idea of being this, like, fourth speedy design. That, like, that's been mm-hmm. in books, and it got a design later. And I'm, 
and like with the model number and things like that and like the name you know like it was clear that the Gerber tetra was always kind of like i i in idea supposed to be like a fourth counterpart to the gundams um but what what you get that's a little weird from that is you have these very zeon like legs on this even though it's a gundam like, because hmm. you've got these, like, round, like, especially in the older art, modern art kind of thins them out a bit. But if you look at, like, the original art, it has these very, like, rounded calves with, like, these big vents on them. Uh, it's got a thruster on the back of them. Uh, just the fact that everything is so round is, I guess, what makes it feel, like, Xeon-y to me. Yeah, um, I can see it now that you mention it. Yeah, and then, like, you've got these, like, big knees. Uh, the knees are neat. They have this, like... I, I, I don't know what they are. I assume maybe propellant or something tanks. Like, mm-hmm. you've got dude, just these big tanks in the knees um, that are pretty cool. Um, and then you've got this, like, little front, like, yellow vent on on the, uh, like, you know, front of the leg, like, a little bit below the knee. Which are interesting because mm-hmm. they have, the, like, angled vents, too, on either side, which is kind of cool. Um, and then right before you get to the feet, though, you've got two cameras on the bottom of the leg as well, which is interesting. But it wouldn't be the first time we see cameras down there because that, you know, that happens in like with the Jim Quell and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, which is also from 0083. Uh, the starts of trying to do a panoramic camera or, well, I guess successfully doing a panoramic camera, I should say. Um, then you've got before you get to the feet. Also, actually, you have another like visible kind of bolt looking piece uh, like on the ankle, like behind the ankle armor. Then you've got pretty standard Gundam ankle armor and then blue feet. Uh, the blue feet also have this bolt. And they also have, like, a weird roundness to them, like, at the top. Like, the bottom foot piece, like, the, the shoe part, I guess, is, like, you know, that's, like, Gundam. But then the foot itself is, like, weirdly round. Um, the suit in general has, like, a lot of weird aesthetics going on because of it working backwards that way. Um, I really resent the cowardice of the fixed figuration. Mm-hmm. And the way it just tries to make it more of just a fucking Gundam. Yes, this is, uh, yeah, Katoki makes it more Gundam-y, and that's... Eh. Bad job, Katoki. Yeah. Um, oh, should mention on the back of the leg, actually. Uh, you do also have some blue paneled armor on the back of the leg, which I just, again, it's a neat color breakup. Um, I wish we had more blue paneling on the legs. Like, like the on front the front of the legs. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that would really bring it together. Um, and partially I'm spoiled by, um, I ordered the, um, RX-78 RG Team Bright, and I really like mm. the colors of that, and it feels to me like you could do a very similar thing with this. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, it, it, it is weird, too, because, like, the shoulder, you know, you've got, like, good blue breakup on the upper body, but the lower body is pretty white from the front, uh, other than, mm-hmm. like, the feet. So, yeah, they probably could have, like, had some more around like the knee area or something um but uh yeah moving on to the backpack so the backpack on this is interesting um the base backpack is just uh it's it's got it's a backpack with four verniers you got some cool blue detail it has beam saber holsters that are kind of like the mark twos like they pop up you know over like they're over the shoulder and they can move yeah, it's it's weird because if I have a beef with this, and honest, honestly, like with a with a decent amount of of double eighty three, besides you know the plot, um, it's 
this looks better than what actually is in the beginning of the uh, grips conflict. Like, this is just a better machine. Yeah. Like, this has the Mark II, like, saber holsters, only they're also, like, fold down, and they're, like, sturdier, and also, like, serve an aerodynamic purpose. Yep, like, and they have just little thrusters, better. and they also have, uh, well, the, the Mark II doesn't have thrusters, but, uh, and they also have cameras on them um, that you can see from the front. Mm -hmm. um, and then also, so the big thing to mention with the backpack, though, much like how the Gerbera Tetra itself has a booster that we'll talk about, uh, the GPO-4 actually also has a booster. It's basically, what it is, is a set of three propellant tanks. Uh, one plugs into the bottom middle of the backpack, and the other two actually plug into the, like, like the thrustery areas on the, you know, the normal beam saber holsters. And you've just got basically three propellant tanks with, like, thrusters built on them that are ejectable. Mm -hmm. I, I like the way this looks with those on. I just think it looks cool. Like with the three having the it does. three tanks. It does. It's a good it's like it's a good like silhouette and just like I like this style of propellant tank where they're like the like the you know, you can still tell the propellant tanks, but they're made to look like wings. I like that look a lot. Yeah, for sure. And also just building thrusters into them is cool. Um mm -hmm. But uh yeah, also uh another cool thing is the armaments on this thing are weird. So we mentioned that it has the beam savers. It also uses a long beam rifle that's supposed to be like a modified version of the GPO-1's long rifle, but this looks cooler, in my opinion. Um, it's just this like really cool long rifle. It's got a big like stock on the back of it that's like white. I presume that's like the E-cap or whatever uh, for the, you know, like the energy tank for it. Uh, and then it's got a secondary handle that's on the top that can like swivel around and rotate so that it can hold it from, you know, different angles and such. Lots mm -hmm. of handles on this thing, uh, just in case. Um, and it also has, like, a first Gundam-style scope on it, though, which is kind of... Uh, that's the thing I do kind of like about it. Instead of having, like, the glass scope, it's got, like, the yellow, mm -hmm. like, you know, inset dome uh, scope. So uh, it's, got a, it's got a more powerful long beam rifle, kind of like the Gundam Unit 4. Yep. The Gundam Unit 4 did, I believe, come... Well, hmm. I wonder if the I don't remember when MMSV came out actually, so just, I don't know which one came first. Hmm. But yeah, it is funny that both the unit fours are long beam rifle versions that are Bl very that blue are blue. Intensive. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Also we need on a the GPO five <laughs> for the Gatling gun. Should also mention the uh, long beam rifle, much like uh, some of the GPO one's rifles, uh, does have the I believe this is pronounced Jute. Yeah. Uh, which is, uh, like, the... It, it generates, like, the small beam blade just for catching, like, a saber that is swung at the right. Um, which is a little... I, I've never cared for these. Like... Really? I don't know. They're... I guess, like, to me... Because they're so small, it doesn't feel like something that you could effectively use to counterattack. And sure, it can block a beam saber... But ah, I yeah, it's not for counterattacking. How many times have you seen a mobile suit close to melee and cut the gun in half? I guess that does occur a decent bit. Now that's you just fair. block it. Yeah, that's you fair. block. You block it. You backdash. You drop the rifle. You pull out your beam saber. It serves its purpose. the The gun is okay. You can pick it up. Mm-hmm. That's fair. 
Um, oh, and also should mention in, uh, in, if you play GBO2, you'll know this gun probably, uh, if you have this unit, um, or if you have the Re100. Uh, it also has, like, a small rifle. Uh, it's <clears throat> a neat, compact little beam rifle that just is, it actually has E-packs also, which is very funny, because, again, we're talking, we're, we're talking, like, that era between, you know, First Gundam and... I mean, I know that we know that it has to be developed at some point, right? Like, EPACs. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. But it is interesting that it's, like, this machine has a lot of advanced features. Um, well, no, did they... I can't remember. Did the GPO-1 actually have ammo packs for its beam rifle? I don't know. I can't remember. Cannot remember. Anyway. Well, I'm, I'm checking. Keep talking. It's fine. Yeah. Um... I was also trying to look for the... Yeah, it is, it is, it is apparently, that was the first machine to have E-Packs. Okay, okay, so, okay, I guess it's not as weird then. Uh, what I was trying to do for you real quick is grab the pictures of the model because I wanted to show this rifle, uh, which is interesting because, Dalong, why don't you show it separately? There you go. Okay. Um, so, uh, here, I'm going to just put it in the voice chat channel. Um, and also, so you can see the jute the jute um it's it is it's actually a pretty sizable one i actually forgot mm. that it's more sizable than the one that's on the uh because when i think of them i think of the gpo one's rifle which, which is you know, tiny. obviously yeah. small and it's a very small one uh this one's a big one actually yeah this one you could counterattack with yeah this one also you know what it looks like um which minor minor seed mechanical thing it looks like like an anti-ship sword kind of does the way it yeah. has that like the way the beam blade is uh just weird but anyway um so yeah you can see in the first image i linked though there's like the little custom rifle i actually oh, that's really cute. like it it's like a yeah, small a yeah it's it's a very small compact rifle like it doesn't have a big stock or anything it doesn't look very uc to me i like it i'm not objecting but like it reminds me more of some future gundam aesthetics yeah, it's it's weird. It would not be out of place in double O. Which is funny because this is Mikaki Taka who presumably made this gun as well for it. Uh, I'm assuming because it was on the Re100. I know they got him to do the art for that. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so uh, <laughs> Mikaki Taka, one of those people who loves using real life guns, is the thing, as we all know from the Beam AK47 on the Rigazi Kai. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, our uh, and then finally. This has a custom shield. Um, the other armaments here are bullshit because it's just sometimes it was shown using the GPO one's rifle and shield and all things and whatever. Who gives a shit? Mm -hmm. um, so, so this thing has an interesting shield uh, because the original art of it does kind of make it. See, it's not the same as the GPO ones in the original art, like the, that one old painted art. But it mm -hmm. is clearly collapsible in the way the GPO-1s is. Later designs of this did not go for the collapsible look, though. Um, like, the more modern design, it's just this cool, like, rounded shield. I do mm -hmm. like... I like the details on it a lot. It's got a lot of, uh... Uh... The, like, little... The shape, I will call it. that The circle with the line through it that appears on many mecha made by Izabuchi, Mikakitaka... Uh, Hajime Katoki, etc. Just the cool, like, little bolty detail um, mm -hmm. on the front of the shield. Um, and I think it's just a very stylish-looking shield compared to a lot of, like, Federation shields. It does still have the little, like, you can peek through it at the top visor, mm -hmm. but 
yeah, I, I actually quite like the shield, and I like the uh, decals on it, like the big GP. Yeah, uh, like I like it. It does kind of crack me up because this was never like this was an experimental concept. This was never really finalized, right? This was never finished, mm-hmm. and so it was designed to basically have an advertisement for their project on it. <laughs> and now I'm thinking about like the Federation like saving money by slapping like a McDaniel's ad on a gym shield. God. <laughs> God. Uh. But yeah, so uh this design uh I think is pretty cool. Um mm-hmm. reverse engineering a Gundam out of the Gabra Tetra is neat. Uh and they made a cool looking Gundam is the thing, right? Like and that's mm-hmm. All we can ultimately ask for is just make the Gundam look cool. Um, I, I also like it because, like, the idea of a high-mobility, like, Gundam and, you know, like, fitting all those roles is kind of cool. Because you have Bruiser what launches nukes, uh, the most generalist of general Gundams, uh, and then finally, this thing wears a giant mobile armor for the GP projects. Um, so having a high-speed one feels like it fits in there. Um, and... You know, high-speed assault machines are cool, generally. And this is no exception to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Uh, this is, of course, later developed into the Gerbera Tetra. Um, which is also mm-hmm. an extremely fucking cool design, in my opinion. It is such a design that, whether I like it or not, depends on the art. There are arts where I love it. There are arts where I do not. That's fair. The way it looks in 3D is really good, is the thing. It's really good. Oh, it's so good. And honestly, you know what? I think the way it generally looked when it was animated in the show was pretty good. Because, like, it has this, like, spike. Like, it's a little bit pointier and more life, I feel like, in the animation. Whereas the production art here is a little chunky in a weird way. I think, Mm. you know what I think kind of screws it up, too? The color all being one color. It yeah. can make it look blobby, is what I think happens. I think um, especially we've got the the art of the rollout colors. I think that mm-hmm. looks like shit. Yeah, well, that's also modern coloring too. On that, not helping. True, true. Um, but I mean, it looks like it looks like a a villain of the week metabot. The thing is, the rollout like colors are actually really cool in three D again. When they're, again, when they're done well, yeah, they're they're yeah. great. Well, anyway, so, let's actually talk about the well, machine. Yeah, well, let's, let, let me go through the. Uh, I'll go through the details on the machine, and I'll actually. I know the rollout comes first, but I'll just talk about the base machine, and then I'll talk about what the rollout has afterwards. Um, so the base machine, you've got a really chunky mono eye head. Uh, I really like this head. Uh, you've got like a big bulbous kind of. You know what this feels like? This feels like an early Sazabi head almost. It does in a weird way, like because yeah. it's got like this big bulbous like part on the top of the head. Uh, you've got the mono eye, you've got like the pointy face, uh, and then you've got like this round armor that uh, goes back kind of far, uh, as well as an antenna on the side. This is why the GPO four has an antenna is because this has an antenna. Um, also, I think sometimes it's depicted as having a mono eye on that little back slit on the head too that can like pop up, which is kind of mm. cool. Um, I like that. I know I've definitely seen art where people have done that. I don't know if that's supposed to be a thing, but um, it's pretty cool. The torso on this thing also is really neat. You've got this like again very bulbous kind of torso. Um, that's it sticks out kind of far. You've got like collar vents, and then in the center you actually have a camera there. 
uh, which is kind of neat. Like, you've got this, like, little protrusion that's popped up. You um, know, the torso style looks very comfort to me. Little yes, pointy, it is but, very yeah. comfort Like, yeah. you've got, like, that very clear dividing line between the two halves of the torso. Uh, this does add additional vents. And you have these little bolts on the sides of the torso that look really cool. Um, the cockpit is tucked in pretty neat. Uh, you've got a very rounded cockpit hatch, though. It, you know, pops up. Uh, for the shoulders, this is why they had to give the GPO-4 such cool shoulders, because this thing also has really cool shoulders. You've got just these giant, like... For, first, actually, where where it meets the torso, the, the initial shoulder part is this vent, like, almost like a U-shape or something. Like, like a, a sash. sash. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's folded forward, and then you have the back piece that goes way further down. And it's, like, this cool, like, you know, like, front vent thruster kind of looking thing. And on the back, same thing. Um, and then attached into that is just the biggest fucking thruster you could put onto the shoulder of a mech. Like, if this was a backpack, this would look like a big thruster. And it's just two of these on the shoulder. Um, mm -hmm. Like, on either shoulder, I should say. And uh, one on either shoulder. And this is just really cool. I love the big thruster. Um does have like a little armor plate protecting part of the bicep as well below the shoulder there. Um, you know, bicep, nothing fancy. It's rounded because it's a Xeon design. Uh, the forearms are great on this thing, though. I love the forearms. You've got, so you've got this like popped up armor like over the, on the, on the outer part of the arm. Uh, because it has wrist Vulcans that are like little, I believe they're supposed to be. Uh, machine cannon? Yeah, machine cannons. Okay. Yeah, look, they're they are almost double the caliber of head Vulcans. They right. fuck shit up. One hundred ten millimeter ones, and there's two on either arm. You can actually, if you look at the back of the arm, see the magazine as well. Uh, it is painted red like the Gerbera Tetra, but the back of the arm does have a magazine slapped in on either oh, side. Oh, that's good. Uh huh. And actually, one cool thing that we'll talk about with the rollout is it, that's before they painted those magazines, which is very funny. Um. But yeah, so it has these cool wrist Vulcans. You've got a lot of exposed cables as well, um, which I just, I like the look of, like, on the, just on the arm. It kind of, you know, you get a lot of that kind of thing in Zeta Gundam, um, and so I like it here as well, it turns out. Um, just cool machine. Uh, the waist. So you've got, uh, on the top of the waist, you've got, like, a little round part that connects into the backpack that's, like, you know, tubes. More tubes. Um, the waist, though, much like the camphor also, because this is a high-speed machine. No waist armor, actually. Like, no skirt armor, I should say. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just, the waist is the waist. It's got a big thruster on the front of it and, like, a little armor pad on the top. But no actual skirt armor. Um, even, like, on the uh, on the rear, it's even more minimalistic than you usually get. It's just, like, a thruster on the back and that's it. <laughs> um, just absolutely nothing there. Uh, the legs... So, the legs are interesting. It does have, uh... The, the thighs do have armor on the outside, you know, to make up for not having the skirts, but it's not, like, a substantial amount. It's basically just, you know, armor that's on the side of the legs. I um, can't tell if these are digitigrade or not. These are not digitigrade. Uh, having built the model, these are not digitigrade. They're just fun-shaped. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, the leg, though, once you go down to the knee, you've got big knees on this. You've got these cool, like, scooped thrust or vents on either side. You've got a thruster in the knee as well. Um, you also have that little bolty piece at the bottom of the leg where it connects to the foot. That's why they included that on the Gundam. And when you look at the back of the leg, you actually have 
instead of a blue panel, it's now just a red panel. Uh, but, you know, you have that paneled area with, like, the three inset areas and then the thruster on the back, which, again, the Gundam has. Um, the Gundam version of this. Uh, the legs n no longer have, like, the big ankle armor. They do have, like, a front ankle armor that's, like, over the top of it. Actually, if I'm remembering right, I have to look over at my model. I don't even think this is ankle armor. This is just the foot. The, the armor is just integrated onto the foot. It's just got big feet. Um, and then finally for the backpack, I really like this backpack. You've got like this big round backpack. It's got three thrusters in it. And then the bottom of it, like with that bottom thruster, you have this cool like pointy scoop is the only way I could describe it. Like this like, you know, like the scooped in area that's just like this pointy spike on the back, and I, I, I think it looks cool. I never, I never worked with it in Breaker Three, but this must be one of the ones that has the backpack as part of the torso, right? Unfortunately, yes, it actually. Ha well, no, no, wait, no, 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 no. It has a backpack, but you know what they do? They integrate it with the Sturm Booster at all times. Oh, I see. Which okay. makes it really hard to match because the Sturm Booster is super thick, and y you know how like the chest is really round and thick. The uh -huh. only reason that the Sturm Booster works with it is because, you know, it doesn't expand out from the chest on the Gerbera Tetra. But if you're using, like, any other machine, you're going to see just these flat panels from it because it's such a substantial thruster on the back, um, mm -hmm. which is unfortunate. I really wish they had given you both options for the backpack and breaker, but anyway. Um, which, I guess, brings me to the next point. Uh, this also has a removable, ejectable, like, Sturm Booster pack. Um, so, the Sturm Booster on this is a little bit different, uh, well, a lot of bit different. Uh, so, what you get is, you basically have this big round piece that fits over the top, like, ball area of the backpack. Um, and it's just this big, long piece with, like, an antenna on it, and I think this is mostly also a, like, a bunch of propellant. Um, as well as having two propellant tanks externally strapped to it. It does have two bigger thrusters on the top of it, um, and then it eventually can eject this in combat, and then, it, you know, it, it's mainly used for traveling long distances initially. Uh, not something you actually want to have, like, in combat, I think. Uh, yeah, I think the Gerber Tetra is really cool. The armaments on this thing, you have, it does have the machine cannons on the arms we talked about. It does have beam sabers. Um, they are stored on the uh, thigh armor. Uh, so instead of side skirts, you know, it's on the extra armor on the thighs, so mm -hmm. essentially the side skirts still. Uh, and it also has a beam machine gun, which is really cool. Yeah, this thing is, I, this thing is sick. I love the design of this beam machine gun. It's got, like, a, it's got one of my favorite things about, like, on beam weapons that I wish more robots in general would use, because whenever I see it, I think it's cool, where it has, like, the angled, like, tank at the bottom of it like that. Mm -hmm. I love that, like, the look of the angled tank. It's also what I like about, like, on the high news rifle, the back of it has, like, an angled tank in the top like that, too. I, I love the idea of, like, a beam weapon being powered by a tank like that instead of it being, like, just a fake gun clip. Well, that's not that's not right, though. Well, on this, it's not... Yeah, it's not an E-pack. Well, no. Right? The, yeah, the, there is, there's an E-pack on the back of it. That's not what that tank is for. What is the tank? That's a coolant tank. Is that tank. coolant? Oh, uh -huh. right, because it's a beam machine gun, right? And, that makes sense. And it has a cool feature uh, where basically, since this is an experimental beam machine gun, this is before beam machine guns were properly a thing, if you fire for too long, it runs out of coolant. Yep. And it, like <laughs> it, it like expands and like disables rapid fire because the gun would melt. Yep. 
and it, it doesn't do this in the anime, but this does appear in some future appearances of it, luckily, because uh, this was in the art for it. What happens is also, like, the little back panel, there's a part that just pops open, and, it, like, it slides open to basically let heat out faster mm-hmm. uh, if you if you do too much. It's um, so cool. I just love the idea of, of how that works. Yeah, it's really cool. And again, beam machine guns just really cool. I do forget. I did forget. If you look at the very back, it does have a yeah. It has an actual E pad, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um. Still, I love the tank. I don't care if it's coolant or what, but put tanks on beam weapons. They just look cool. I like um, them on experimental weapons. On weapons that are our production line. Listen, tighten that shit up. But it does look enough. cool. I just I have a I have like incurable like practical brain (laughs) oh also not only that i forgot the explanation for why the gun looks like it has armor on it is it's all for cooling also it's a cooling jacket (laughs) oh nice this thing is just covered in parts to keep it cool because again beam machine guns you don't actually really see those until basically cca Mm -hmm. again so this is just like a very like uh this thing is not it's very experimental and it worked good when it works but it don't always work, mm-hmm. um, is the idea. So, um, this thing is really cool. It does also occasionally use this Galgood Marine Commander shield, I should mention, because it gets shown using that in the manga. Which, to be fair, really cool shield. I love the SEMA Galgood Commander shield. Because uh, mm-hmm. it's like, a, what if a Galgood shield went sicko mode? I, I love it. It's just bigger, pointier, and like, still has like the slide away visor and stuff. Just one of the coolest shields in all of Gundam is actually that. So I guess I shouldn't be so dismissive, but all right. So because this was developed from a Gundam later on, when they made, uh, I believe it was the Mayfly of Space Two OVA to include with like the DV or the Blu-rays, um, they decided to make a rollout version of the Gabura Tetra, and this one is one that possesses more parts from the Gundam. Because um, mm-hmm, it's that I mean, haven't finished being right, remodeled. Right. It is. It is sort of a halfway point between. The Gabura Tetra and the and the Gundam Gabura. Yep. So the 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 main changes on this model is the so I you can't really notice this on the art, but the tubes on the original are I believe supposed to just be like. See on the model kit they're green, but it looks like in the movie they're just kind of gray. It's interesting because the model kit goes with uh with. No wait no does it not go with green? No I'm thinking of the Marasai right Mar Marasai is the one with bright green tubes. Sorry. Ah uh, um, yes. Yeah, these are still gray. Okay, I kind of don't know why I got that mixed up in my. Actually, I do know why I got that mixed up in my head. Um, because I also like Marsai a lot for a lot of similar reasons. Um, Marsai's good machine. Also, Marsai bright orange and close enough to the. Because this isn't really red. It's like a salmon red, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how to describe it. It's not pink, but it's not red. Just this really odd color. It's just um, a, it's just a color. Yeah, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, I, look, I don't know words for colors. I, I um, also do not. Uh, but yeah, so the head on this one, on the rollout version, you've got... I actually really love this head because you have a white face mask. And I always like like having like an, a different colored face mask from the rest of like a thing. I think this is because of me playing a lot of Armored Core games where you can color the face mask. So I'll do all my designs as, like, dark gray, and then I'll do, like, a light gray or a white for the mask. Uh, or the reverse, you know, black mask, but, like, you know, white armor. Uh, I just think it looks cool. Uh, and it looks cool here, in my opinion. You've got, And also, they haven't converted the mono eye yet, so 
Even though it, the mask is clearly like going to accommodate a mono eye because this is similar to the final mask that it has. Mm-hmm. Uh, they haven't finished putting that in yet, so it's just got two eyes, and then you've got like this cool divot in the middle that's clearly supposed to be where like you know the mono eye would default sit. Um, it also still has the Mohawk camera from the Gundam. Uh, but it's just like you know stuck into the um. It's like stuck into the head in a weird way. Um, the other weird parts are you have two antennas sticking out of the head. So this is weird. It doesn't have a back antenna anymore, even though the GPO4 was given that because of the Gerber Tetra. But it does have the V fin just shaved into antenna here. I finally figured it out. This face, this head, looks like a pat labor. I I can kind of see that. I can kind of see that, yeah. Like, if it didn't have the two, like, normal eyes under there, like, if it was just, like, that little, like, green forehead piece, it would be, like, a labor of some sort, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, uh, other major changes are you've got a couple of color differentiations. Like, the camera on the chest is blue now instead of green. That, I don't actually know why they changed that, but it is. Um, and then the other thing is, if you look at the arms, the ammo packs are separate color now instead of all be made the same color which is kind of interesting um and that's kind of basically it for the major changes on the rollout i think it's just like those little arm pieces and then the head uh it's funny because the model kit speaking of red though there is a p bandai model kit of the rollout version and the p bandai model kit of it is actually way more red than the normal gabura tetra hmm. um yeah like uh let me See, I'm, I'm sure Schizophonic 9 has it. My my new go-to modeler for uh, finding P-Bandai stuff uh, with comparisons, I should say. Um, though Dalong has been picking up a lot of P-Bandai stuff. It's just, oh, I... he is working on a huge freaking backlog. <laughs> I found some images. This is uh, very, okay, yeah. yeah. Boy, it's, this is it's like very red, right? This is like Jolly Rancher Watermelon. Yeah, it's strange. It doesn't... I don't think I like it. No, I do. <laughs> I, I definitely do not. Like, I definitely think I prefer, like, the regular Gabura Tetra colors to it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I guess Schizophonic wouldn't work anyway, because here's the thing. Uh, I'm going to link this. Uh, I'll just link this to you directly. Um, uh, he, he painted his Gabura Tetra. So, that is a cool color. That <laughs> is, is a cool that color. That does scene. look good. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> something's off here. This is a fucking so this isn't quite right. Gerber Tetra Stein. <laughs> um, God. But, um... Fuck, that's it. that is what the GPO4 is, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. In a way. Um, yeah, so this is used by Shima in the uh, anime. Uh, it does some pretty cool things at first. Like, it, like, when it's flying around and shooting things, it's pretty cool, because if I remember right, it... You know, she blows up the ship, uh, the, um, that, uh, Delaz's, like, main ship with it. Like, she, she does the cool thing of, like, she exits the hangar in, like, this, like, really fluttery way in the machine and then, like, flips around and just machi- beam machine guns into the hangar until the ship blows up, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Unfortunately, then she goes against the GPO-4 afterwards, which, it doesn't matter if you have a beam machine gun, the GPO-4, or the GPO-3, I should say, she goes against. Uh, I was gonna say, like, wow, I don't remember that. Which, um, <laughs> which has an eye field, a giant eye field on it, so it doesn't matter if you have a beam machine gun. Though it does do the cool effect of, like, if I'm remembering right, when she's shooting it, like, 
the, it, the eye field is, like, bumping it away. Like, you can see it, like, repeatedly getting bumped backwards by it mm-hmm. because so many shots at once instead of just one. Um, unfortunately, she continues to fly towards it. I presume to get into, like, the eye field area, like, so she could just beam saber it or something. Uh, and then the big gun of the GPO-3, uh, swings and impales it. She, she doesn't even, like, die from, like, getting shot initially. I think she's mostly fucked up because she is flying at an incredibly high speed into the GPO-3, and then she basically gets, like, lanced by the, um, gun while going at a really high top speed. Because she crashes into that, and the glass on her uh, normal suit breaks before it even fires and blows the poor GPO-4 and, or, or uh, Gerbera Tetra in half. Mm-hmm. Which makes me very sad. <laughs> um, So, this is a cool machine. Also, I want to share this with you. It's actually on the wiki as well, and it does have Mikaki Taka's signature. I made sure to verify that, because I was like, huh, this looks really weird. We have a rough draft of this machine. Whoa, um, it's the Nightingale it's yeah well okay so the thing is is the little extra spikes in the upper right those are just looks at it from different angles i think because if you look at like the um you can see the above view right like on the lower right of that art oh yeah um but but. the shoulders are still pretty big (laughs) uh i do like these shoulders a lot and they can fold backwards and it's also got like these two like i mean it does have wings actually at this point they look almost like wings like the two it's still the same shoulder pieces that go back on it but they're just bigger <laughs> i really like this, this uh fucking cool oh the, uh, look at the upper left i think uh i think that you can see the uh back of the head opened up a bit and i think there is like a little eye drawn in there it's a little hard because this is super rough yeah i mean if you can see that good for you i <laughs> it's just lines but, yeah. <laughs> yeah this is a very early rough of it i actually love this thing though um, this is a really cool version of it. It also has, like, the beam machine gun, but longer, which is really neat. Um, no, no tank in it, though, so. Um, this is just a cool machine, though, even in rough draft phase. I, and I still like the final. Um, of course, this does have a variant, uh, to talk about. Which is the Gerbera Tetra Kai that originally appeared in the Laserdisc as a variant. Like, that they had made, uh, like, for the artwork on and it's this thing rules and i love it um right this is also why i was thinking green cables the gavara tetra kai has green cables too duh okay cool so it wasn't just the marasai so the agx 4 a1 gavara tetra kai have i seen this before i might not have seen this before this machine fucking rules um well you may have seen it when we were looking at the gpo4 because the GPO-4 fixed figuration actually includes the parts to turn it into not the gun, uh, the Gerbera Tetra, but rather the Gerbera Tetra Kai. Oh, weird. Yep, the original one was still by uh, Mika Akitaka, I believe, and then uh, Kotoki later redesigned it. Um, and, like, the primary art here is from the Gundam fixed figuration, which is, you know, that's the modern design that gets used. Mm-hmm. I love this machine. This is like one of my favorite machines uh, in all of Gundam. So, the head. Uh, the head goes back to having two antenna on it, kind of like the rollout version of the uh, Gerbera Tetra, but they're swept backwards in like a cool antenna anyway. Um, it still has also the forehead camera, but if you look at the face, it has a mono eye, 
The face also has, like, more defined cuts on it, probably because this is also Kotoki art, and, you know, he does more defined lines like that. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, got this, like, I like the mask, though. This is very also Sazami-esque, or, like, even Sinanju-esque, I would say. Um, Very cool, like, I I like this mask a lot, Uh, and I like the way the eye fits in there. Uh, And it still has the cables, if you look at the side. They're a little hard to see, but it does have, like, the little cable bits. Um, But, uh... Also on the cheeks, you have the, like the cheek vents still. Uh, the torso is very unchanged from the normal Gabura Tetra, other than there's a bit of extra color, which is nice. Like you get uh, the collar vents are white, and like the abdominal vents are also, I believe, supposed to be white. Uh, they look yellow, but I think that's just the shading. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're all like that same white color. Um, still has the chest camera. And yeah, the little cable that connects into the backpack from like right below the cockpit, it's now green. Also, it's like a lime green. Mm-hmm. Uh, these shoulders have changed completely, and these shoulders are really cool. Also, it's worth noting so, before we get into them that there was oh yeah, the, the original uh, original version of this was the Gundam Weapons Three model, and its version of the back of the back and the shoulders is okay. It's okay, yeah. But the fix. I will say, Katoki did refine this. <laughs> yeah, this is so cool. So you've got these these like big flat armor panel shoulders that go out pretty far, and like you've got like this hanging armor on the front and back of it, and then in the like very middle you've got like this weird like piece of uh like thick armor pointed off to the side, um that's just kind of there, uh and then on the top of the shoulder armor this is where the thrusters have been added because now they can rotate and move, um. So you've got these big, like, thrusters on the top of the shoulder, and it's cool because they have, like, these little doors that can, like, adjust the amount of thrust, I'm assuming, or and also, like, protect, like, the little binder part underneath from, like, the additional thrust. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, they just pop open and close, and we always love a moving piece. I, I love the way that these, like, big pods look, though. They're they're kind of, like, flattened Toggies, like, thruster pods almost, like, if you were to, yeah. you know, ignoring the fact that they don't have as many thrusters. But, like, they have that kind of aesthetic to them, like, where you've got, like, a tip that's a different color, and they, like, sweep backwards the same way, and you've got, like, little details along the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also, on the inside of the shoulder, it looks like these are a part of the backpack, but if I remember right, and I know this because I have the ripped model from uh, uh, the um, Mobile Suit Gundam Online, these are actually part of the shoulder. Uh, You've got, like, two little, like... If you're looking at it from the back view, thrusters that are, like, on the edge of the shoulder that, like, kind of, like, meet where the backpack is. And then also, under the big binders on either side, you have another giant thruster. This thing is all thrusters swept backwards, basically. Yeah, I mean, you know, jumping ahead a little bit, we'll, we'll do the proper rundown, but it has one thruster on the back, three thrusters on the shoulder, on each shoulder, so that's seven now, uh, one little, uh, two little ones on the back skirt, and one on the back of each leg, that's 11 thrusters, and seven of them are big. Yeah, really big ones. <laughs> also, I guess um, it has a back, it has one on the crotch that for, for backwards movement. Yeah. Um, you also, uh, I guess I should note this here, because it's technically part of the torso. The backpack is basically the same as the original Gabura Tetra, just instead of having the smaller thrusters, it's just got, you know, it's just a big ball with, like, the little big thruster in the middle. Um, but, uh, it's, this machine's cool. You've got these little yellow armor pieces, though, is the little thing I did want to mention about the back of the, uh, 
the thrusters there. Um, uh, or the back of the torso, I should say. Mm-hmm. You got these, like, weird, like, extra yellow armor pieces. Just weird addition. They're just there. Uh, the arms are the same as the Gabra Tetra, but they're painted white now instead, um, which is a good color breakup. And then it still has, like, red forearm pieces that have the uh, the machine cannons on them. Um, should make sure they say machine cannons, because these are not Vulcans. These can, in fact, fight a mobile suit, because these are only, like, 10 millimeters under, you know, like, a Zaku machine gun, and you've got two of these on either arm. Um, and the ammo pack's also a different color on this, um... The legs, so the waist is the same, other than it has a rear skirt. And I love this rear skirt, too, because it's a big, like, long rear skirt that, like, goes down pretty far. And I actually really like the look of it. It's almost like a bug abdomen or something, and that has two additional thrusters on it. Um, The thighs are mostly the same, though. I do like that because the armor is, like, you know, has the split down the middle, which um, in real life would normally be where you would build a model. Uh, the front armor is red, and then the back armor is white, and I just think that's really cool, uh, like a cool color divide there. Um, for the legs, you've got the same knees set up and like all that as the Gabra Tetra, but uh, the sides of the legs, like where the vents are and the calves and such, and like where the thruster is on the back, those are all painted white again, but then the back of the leg, like the little armor that covers the thrusters, is red. I love the patterning of colors on this thing. It's just it's really the good. color separation is really good. It's um, it's a really great use of like so we see a lot of white in you know in Gundam in general, especially on Gundams, which this uh, <clears throat> the Gerber Tetra is a Gundam fight me. Um, basically, yeah. And despite that, the way they use white here as a highlight instead of as the primary color is just so refreshing. It's really cool, is the thing. Um, uh, and then finally the feet, they're more Gundam-y feet, um, than the Gerbera Tetras. They are, like, you know, more like the GPO-4's feet, but that's fine. Uh, yeah, uh, otherwise this machine uses the same armaments and everything. It has the beam sabers in the thighs, it has the machine gu- cannons in the arms, and then it's got the beam machine gun. Um, now, I should note, there is a weird thing on, like, one of the earlier illustrations of this, again before the modern, like, Katoki version. This does actually use its own, like, weird rifle that's kind of like a modified version of the GPO-4's long rifle. Huh. Which, I do like the look of this. You can also see this one. You can actually see, like, this one does... This is why the backpack is so weird, I think, like, in all the different drawings. Because if you look here, the backpack and the shoulders are all one piece. It's just all one big, like, canopy. You see what I, like, you see what I mean? I do. It's really weird on that art. Um, that's why this thing has like such inconsistent like depictions, and it doesn't appear in a lot of things. It usually is like an SD Gundam game thing. Um, I've been waiting for them to put this in GBO2, damn it. I want them to put it in GBO2. They will. Um, they will eventually. Um, this thing's cool. I, I just There's not a lot to say about it, really, other than this is a direct upgrade on the, the you know, uh, Gabra Tetra in a cool way. Also, uh, I have fond memories of it because when I was trying to learn 3D modeling, uh, I made my own custom model of this uh, with uh, using a base model from uh, the one uh, Gundam uh, online game that it appeared in. And I just modified the textures and such. But, of course, I made a Dylan Colors version. Of course. And also, uh, look, I just am impressed that if you look at the decals there, I managed to capture the essence of how Kotoki does decals in a low-poly <laughs> format. You did. That's true. 
that's true. Um, I, I now know how to make low-poly decals. Um, I, I, I really loved uh, doing that, that, though. This is just a cool machine again, though. Just really... I wish it existed in more forms than just that old Gundam Fix figuration, because Gundam Fix figurations are very soft, old plastic, and, like, the antenna on the head tend to be, like, a little bit more flattened or, like, uneven and stuff, because, you know, it's old, soft plastic. And there are, like, ways to fix that, but I would rather they just made, like, a modern toy of this, because I want I want to get this. I, I want a model of it or something. Mm -hmm. Please, Bandai. Yeah. Please me <laughs> it's a cool machine um i guess though at the end of this there's one more variant we could talk about <clears throat> uh but because it's from a build thing we have to save it for the end the end we do also have one piece of uh cleanup to do uh twitter user brought to my attention that we uh missed something back on the alex episode that we probably wouldn't go back for otherwise the uh rx 78 ntx Netics. Yep, the Netics. This is from SD Gunner. I can't believe... <sighs> Alex had to be in that era where I didn't talk about design. Like, we didn't talk about every variant as much. Right, right. I mean, uh, it was it was like the second mobile suit we did, I think. Was it? Jeez. The first one was the um, RX-78, and the second one was the Alex. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so here's the thing. Uh, Yeah, the Netics is really cool. This is an SD Gundam G-Gen original um, that appears in a lot of SD Gundam G-Gen games. Uh... Like, it's all the way through, you know, from G-Gen, I think, F, I want to say, uh, through, like, uh, Genesis and such. It's, it's, it's a cool unit. So what this is, is what if we kind of tie together the Alex and the new Gundam? Because they do have a lot of design, like, conceits that are similar between the two. What if we made a machine that is basically, like, this cool, like, Alex that is a Seikomium machine? So it's basically, like, a proto-new Gundam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's what this is. So, the Netix uh, basically has a very Alex-like head. Um, torso still Alex-like, though there is one cool feature, uh, which is if you look at like the vents, it has like a little kind of bolt on the side of the vents, yeah. which is pretty neat. Huh. Um, has like the divoted cockpit, like the uh, like the Alexes though, where you have like the inset areas for the doors. Um, the shoulders. This is where you start seeing like a little bit of new stuff, at least in my opinion, because like. You have these big shoulders that have, like, big thrusters at the end, and the thruster layout is kind of like the double thruster on the new, is what this reminds me of. Um, plus, you start having, like, that dark navy blue uh, as, like, the secondary color. Even though the Gundam itself is not really white, it's more of, like, a blue-gray kind of color. I mean, it strikes me as one of those situations where, like... Certain artists just do the whites and stuff in this way. I, f I mean, the colors look extremely... Uh, new to me yeah um and then as you go down to the wrists you've got these big wrist bracers um they're little attachments that have uh beam launchers hidden inside of them to replace uh, the gatlings yep no gatlings just little beam guns in the arm but i would have to assume they are better than the gatlings so else they wouldn't have put them there hopefully um for the waist uh you've got a standard federation crotch v uh Got some side skirt, uh, front skirt, side skirts, rear skirt set up. Um, the thing about the skirts is these also feel more new than, like, Alex to me. Uh, especially, like, the way the side skirts are designed with, like, the upward and downward thruster. Mm -hmm. I'm actually bothered that I don't think the wiki mentions, like, the relationship to the new at all, which is why I keep mentioning it, because I'm like, there's got to be somewhere it says that, right? But no. Yeah. Um, 
but it definitely feels like it. Again, uh, Kimi, uh, Kimitoshi Yamane did the original design for this, and I feel like Yamane basically was like, well, Izabuchi did the new and the Alex, why not, and they look kind of similar, why not tie them together? Um, and, like, the legs, again, the knees and stuff are where you get very, like, new feel. Like, it's got, like, the pointy, you know, the big pointy knees with the thrusters in them. Um, you've got, like, the little rear scoop, which, again, similar to the new, as well as, like, the side scoops on the calves. Um, for the ankle armor, the ankle armor is weird. It's actually, like, I think the ankle armor is just integrated onto the leg, even though it looks like it should be separate. Because if you look at, like, that middle piece on the art, you can see it's, like, connected to the leg. So I don't think the ankle armor actually moves. It's just, like, static ankle armor, but it's still designed to look like Gundam ankle armor. Sure. Like, the kind that can move up and down. Sure. Um, and the feet are feet. And, of course, when we get to the backpack, that's where we start talking a lot about this thing's changes. Because, basically, the backpack looks like the front of a, like, a, a jet of some sort. Like, the front binder of a jet mm -hmm. in the middle. And then on the sides, you have two bits that are wired. That are like giant. They are gigantic bits, though. They're cool. Um, they're really cool. Yeah, I like these a lot. Um. So, yeah. Um. Basically, this is a Psychomu Alex. Uh. It is just we put wire guided bits on it because this is before you know funnels or things. Technically speaking, funnels are not really a thing. Like like you have the Elmets bits, but like the idea of funnels on a mobile suit with no wires is not until like the Cubeland. Right, right, right. Like, at least, you know, out of universe when we're talking, like, the development of Gundam. Well, uh, I'm sure there are people that will start putting them in things before that. But, wouldn't yeah. this predate the Cubley? It would. That's why I'm saying it's wire-guided, though, for the bits. Oh, sorry, right? I, I meant, I meant post-date. Excuse me. I meant post-date. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be later? Uh, would this? Because it... When did this come out? I mean, it says this was developed to research Saikamu tech they took from Xeon. Which, uh, which would have been, I mean, hmm. there, there is Psychomu stuff. Well, cause look, uh, this is supposed to be, they put 0084 as a date when, uh, in one of the stories when it was deployed. Um, here's the thing though. There are Psychomu things in the one year war. And there's like the Brabro and stuff. Uh, yeah. Clearly the Federation recovered them and was just like, Hey, or like the Zeong's remains. Yeah, I, I guess. And it, it says here, like basically that this was made uh after the one year war um and then transferred to the Murasame lab and so the the 0084 date is for when someone else's uh, full armor alex was converted into an ntx based on data that already existed so the ntx was already yep. designed that okay all right yeah yeah also should note it's mrx 003 which also means it definitely predates the psycho gundam which is the mrx 009 mm, yeah um yep so yeah this is uh, but it, but it does feel weird uh especially like it, it, this is a weird machine um it's cool though and this is why it's a sd gundam original though a lot of sd gundam originals are in this weird space so yeah this is basically just like a cool new alex hybrid uh oh should note on the head actually one little change it has a double vent like it has the cheek vents that are like the big open vents but then it has like a smaller vent inside of that vent that's like got you know yellow vents in there which i think is kind of a cool look mm -hmm. um you can see it like up close if you look at like the game's msv art um and that's in the uh, gallery of the week 
Um, and you can also see it launching the wired bits, and they are huge. Yeah, they're massive. Like, so they have actual little like, they have like little like weird parts that pop out of the sides of them too, like to help contain the beam. What the beams remind me of on this are like the Zodiac from uh fucking Gundam Sentinel, which we haven't really talked yeah, about. Yeah, I don't have any idea. <laughs> Uh, but, like, it, the way that that thing works is by its two mobile armors that combine and basically, like, the the length of their bodies, because they're, like, these big machines, uh, they, they fire a beam, like, from the middle of them, and this has, like, kind of, like, look of, like, having all this, like, extra metal to contain, like, what is essentially just a giant beam firing out of it, um, which is pretty cool looking. Um, it also has a unique beam rifle. Uh, the beam rifle is, like, it's a strange-looking beam rifle. I'm yeah, wondering if this weird. is modeled off a real gun, looking at Not it. Not any I've it, ever seen. It, yeah, I've it's... I've seen a lot of them. It's got, like, a it's got like a weird, like, the scope setup, right? Like, all the scopes are near the front. You've got, like, a round one on top, and then below that round one, you've got, like, a good square scope integrated into the gun. Um, It's cool-looking. Uh, it also has a really unique shield. Um, which is to say, the shield is just, like, a big square wall, um, <laughs> yeah. with some details, and it's got, it's got, like, some little details on it, like, little, like, uh, the middle armor plate is, like, a little bit popped out and is a different color, and then you've got, like, claws on the bottom of it, is how I would describe those. Not, like, claw claws, but, mm-hmm. you know, like, two like sort of jutting points where you could stab someone. Yeah, you know, longer and, and differently designed, but similar to the idea of the ground Gundam's shield. Yeah, um... So it also mentions a machine gun being used here. I believe in some games they do give it like the bullpup machine sure. gun, uh, like the gym Why one. Why not? You've got the model lying so, around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they've got those lying around. So, uh, and yeah, that would be all the weapons. Okay, other than the Vulcans, but whatever. It has Vulcans. It's a gun with Vulcans. Mm-hmm. The Vulcans do Vulcan things. Um. Uh, but yeah, no, this is a cool machine. I'm sad I didn't talk about it back then. Now, uh, I'm glad someone actually reached out because yeah, <clears throat> this is a. Uh, it's just cool. Uh, SD Gundam. Here's the thing. SD Gundam knows that any machine like that is going to be in it is going to be a little silly, and I sometimes they just have fun with it. And I get like that. That makes some nerds really like, oh, uh, why would they have this machine or whatever? This is weird or silly or whatever. But I think that's the fun of side machines, right? Like, <sighs> to to quote a friend who you know, some used to mess with me about it. Um, friend of the show M. Uh, MSV machines are fake as hell. But because they're fake as hell, I think that's why you should have fun with them and just make them kind of cool. You know, I like the idea of them fitting in still. Like, this still has, like, an explanation that somewhat makes sense. But this is a pretty ridiculous machine on the whole. Mm -hmm. What if you had a really beefy Alex that was basically, like, a prototype new Gundam that had cool wired bits and a unique gun and, like, you know, all these big boosters and just looked rad? (laughs) That's what this is. Um... And I think it's good. I think it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, the NetX, uh, again, latest thing it's appeared in would be G-Gen Genesis uh, for video games. SD, It's an SD Gundam mainstay. I love putting it in an SD Gundam games. It's just, uh, you know, never gets to appear in anything else, though. <laughs> uh, it would be great to get this in GBO2. GBO2 needs to, like, extend to doing, like, weird SD Gundam suits in it. In my I, I would love it if they got a little weirder. Because, well, here's the problem. GBO2 is entering the era where they're going to start doing unicorn suits, and I actually have a complaint about a lot of unicorn suits that they 
are, you know, we've talked about it with like CCA where suits get more, you know, mundane by CCA. Uh, and Unicorn kind of does that too, continues that theme in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I, that makes me sad. I don't want us to get into the Unicorn era. At least they've been doing Moon Gundam stuff, which is nice. Uh, but yeah, I want them to get weird. They 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 could do whatever. They, could do whatever. they can do anything. They put the Jamru Finn in the game. I mean, Jamru Finn's like it is weird, but it's also like the star of an episode of Double Zeta. That is fair. Um, but it's also weird. Yeah. Ah, uh, but anyway, all right. So I think that will cover that talk for that mobile suit. Uh, I would say, hey, listener, if we covered an episode already and you think there's just no way we would possibly talk about like some variant of a mobile suit, feel free to send it our way. Uh, our old episodes, especially, we used to kind of not rush, but you know, we just were learning the format, and so sometimes we would talk about only certain variants or none at all. You know, we we had an RX seventy eight episode that ran really long, and we never talked about a single RX seventy eight variant. Um, I don't think. No, right? just did we? I mean. Yeah. I think I mean we we talked about <laughs> aluminum foil custom but <laughs> yeah And past this point we will be talking about a machine from the first season of Gundam Build Fighters Uh so this one's a pretty simple build variant cuz it's mostly a color variant when it's introduced though it does add one thing later um, so, in Build Fighters, uh, Kirara, the Gumpla idol, because that's her own, her idol agency, uh, made her theme herself around Gumpla because it was popular, and she actually hates Gumpla and Gundam, um, which is very, I, you know, on one hand, I dislike that it's, like, the show really is unwilling until, like, try to make, like, you know, ah, here's a girl that is actually into Gundam, um, but on the other hand, Kirara's backstory is great because it's just kind of funny. Uh, but anyway, she pilots the Gerbera Tetra, though, and her Gerbera Tetra is painted in pink because this is a girl's machine and she's an idol. So they, it's like it's it's actually a cool color like setup, though, I think, actually, mm-hmm. um, because it has again, the main thing that you may have meant, noticed that we mentioned a lot is the base colors on the Gerbera Tetra really plain it's just it's so red that even the ammo packs for its arms are red which is a little eh, like you know i i just it's every time we've seen like broken up colors for instance on the kai it's just like oh this is really cool or on the rollout like adding the ammo pack color it's like oh this is better you know um kirara's though is fun because yeah it actually has like its armor set up in such a way that it, it you know, you need color. It takes, it clearly takes cues from the Strike Rouge, I think. Yes. Yeah, it is very Strike Rouge-ish. And even the model, luckily, even though the original model was all done in the one color, luckily the way the parts work out, you can in fact do this um, with the model. Mm, nice. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, here's the thing. Uh, Later on, she uses this, uh, oh, and also this is when the, uh, we actually get to see the beam machine gun use its coolant, which is really cool. Basically, in the episode, she just fires the machine gun on full tilt at them until, in the game, it actually, like, stops firing, and then the back pops open and a bunch of smoke pops out, and then she just kind of throws it aside and starts machine gunning, um, which is pretty cool. 
later on, though, she, uh, near the end, when she reappears uh, using it, uh, she actually has added a commander antenna to it. And I think the commander antenna looks kind of cool on it. That's all. That's the only real change to it, is it adds a commander antenna, but hey. Oh, also, I guess I should say, it makes the head points here. Like, the addition of the commander antenna does, in fact... Uh, like, change the shape of the head just a little bit, like the forehead area. Makes the face look a bit meaner because it ends more in a point instead of being round. Mm -hmm. Which is cool. That's it. <laughs> um, you know, simple variation. Not like It's not like an actual, like, full-on build custom. It's just, like, mostly a recolor and then cool antenna. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I guess that would be it. For the Gerbera Tetra and GPO4. I've said Gerbera so much today. Um, Six, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Six Detmar, S I X D E T T M A R. Uh, and you can find my work at scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. Uh, Dylan, what about you? Uh, you can find me at lowpolyrobot on twitter.com uh, where I will be posting robots. Uh, I had a I had a bunch of robots all arrive for some reason all at the end of the month, so all I've been doing instead of posting Front Mission 2, which I think is what people want me to post more of because everyone seemed to enjoy that, uh, I've just been posting constant pictures of my robots. But look, if you're on my timeline for robots, you're getting robots. You don't get the choice of what robots. Wow. You're just going to get robots. Look, we all have our personal freedom. Uh, for now, for now. Uh, that's not even the right line. I can't. I, we can't use that to close the episode. Damn it. <laughs> um, what could we use to close the episode? I'm sure. I'm sure you are plugging away at it. No, right I've already now, got cause... it. Oh, you do? Okay. I hate men. As long as you live, you must remember one.